everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Quiana Darden is a freelance writer who discovered a way to replace her full-time job in education after six months of starting her writing business. Now, not only does Quiana work part-time making a full-time earning in writing, she created the Write for Profit program, teaching current and aspiring writers how they can do the same. She teaches writers how to pitch, find a niche, and build the proper systems to keep their business on point. She believes in defining what freedom is to her, living it, and helping others do it too. Let's welcome Quiana Darden. So welcome, Quiana. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm definitely, like, excited about all that you do um, with Right for Profit and your this journey from going from teaching to doing this writing, like, full-time slash part-time, you know, like, you kind of know how to make it yeah. for <laughs> right. you. So I'm, like, excited for all that you have to, like, um, provide and offer and um, talk about because I know, like, writing is something that, you know, we need no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, messaging is what's important for brands. So I'm excited because it might open some people's eyes on different avenues um, for you to work in. So I'm, yes. like, excited, excited about this. Awesome. Yes. So to start us off, I'd like to know where are you from and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? Okay, so I am from Richmond, Virginia. I'm still living in Richmond, Virginia. Um, okay. And the first person to inspire me was actually my mom. My mom has been a business owner in some way for as long as mm-hmm. I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and she eventually kind of went, like, full-time business when I was in, like, probably middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout just my whole childhood and life up till now, she's always been able to be there and present for every field trip, Every, you know, picking me up, dropping me off at school, every project, like, she's always been there. And mm. her having her own business allowed her the flexibility to, like, just be there all the time. When I got home from school, pick me up when I was sick, like, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so she was the first one who I saw as a business owner and be successful as a business owner, even, like, as a little kid. And just at the time, I didn't really understand <laughs> quite like, mm-hmm. well, how are you able to work from home? Because I know many people's parents who did that, um, mm-hmm. but she's been able to do that. So she was the first person who really inspired me as a business owner. Nice. I love to hear that. Like, that's, yeah. and she was, like, ahead of the curve, because that's, like, yeah, yeah. everything now that we're doing and people's, like, dreams to do is, like, work from right. home, have that flexibility. So she was doing that really early on. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, also, I, I can, like, I have, like, there's some synergy there. My my dad, too, he's, like, an entrepreneur, but I I had that same, like, feeling as far as entrepreneurship as, as you as far as having that flexibility, you know, mm-hmm. because the same thing. He could pick me up whenever I needed him from yeah. school, you know. Yeah. It's just, like, you don't realize that stuff when you're young. And I think once you get into working, 
you're like, okay, I need to do something. I have an appointment. Exactly. You don't understand why you just can't, like, go, you know, right. or why it's not. So, um, and I think it stems from that. We don't even realize that we were, you know, conditioned to thinking, you know, like, why can't we just leave work, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. we'll come yep. back and get it done <laughs> if we need to. But it was probably because, like, you know, that example. So, um, that's definitely dope that you had that early on. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So I have um, a trivia question. Okay. So would you rather be one of the featured writers for Oprah's magazine? Like she has like her, like like her top things every year, like her favorite thing for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So would you rather like write that piece and be like featured and you're like the writer each year? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather put on an annual writer's retreat in any, like, location that you would choose from every year? Oh, my gosh. Honestly, the retreat. Okay. I know, like, first, I, I mean, you mentioned Oprah, and I'm like, yes, Oprah. But <laughs> I feel like I would really prefer to put on that writer's retreat. Mm-hmm. I, because, just because I like writing but I love mm-hmm. to connect with people who are mm-hmm. writers and like teach writing and help people build their writing businesses and all of that. Because mm-hmm. the former teacher in me, I used to be an elementary school teacher. Mm-hmm. It, I just, I love any opportunity I can get to actually teach writing. Mm-hmm. So, and then the thought of combining writing and traveling, I would pick all of these amazing destinations all over the world and I would combine my love for teaching, writing, and my love for travel in one. That just sounds like the best. <laughs> All right. All right. I like that answer. Yeah. Okay. You could definitely make that happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, that sounds like it will be a vibe. Awesome, awesome. So tell us, what is Write for Profit? So Write for Profit is actually my coaching program that teaches writers how to launch a freelance writing business or how to grow their freelance writing business. So um, it's specifically designed around my belief about writing, which is that you can make a full-time income while working part-time hours, mm-hmm. which is why it's perfect for people who are already working their nine-to-five, who, you know, maybe you're homeschooling your kids, or you just have other things going on where you don't want to devote 40 hours per week to this business to be able to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically what it teaches. I teach my six-step profit process for launching a freelance writing business, and it's it's what I did to grow my business and um, what I'm still doing now, and that's why, like, I don't work full-time hours. I write maybe 25 hours a week, but I make mm-hmm. a full-time income doing it. So that's what Write for Profit is. Nice, nice. And um, i like to know, what was your eureka moment um, as far as, like, you going into freelance writing and then launching Write for Profit. What made me decide to do the writing, like just freelance writing, was when I was still working in the classroom. And my daughter was maybe like four years old, but I knew that I wanted to be able to quit my job so that I could homeschool her when she started kindergarten. And so I started my writing business just thinking, you know, this could be a way I could make some money. And it just took off really, really quickly. Um, But that was the initial reason behind it. I said, well, maybe I can make money as a writer. Um, so that's what prompted me to do that. And then what prompted me to just keep moving forward with the writing, freelance writing, was that it was it just took off really quickly. I was being really successful, and I was able to replace my salary within six months. So I decided mm-hmm. to just quit my teaching job. 
So that's like the story behind the writing portion. Mm-hmm. And then for, in developing Write for Profit, just um, in sharing about like my writing journey and being able to stay home and all of that stuff like on social media and just with people in my network and things like that, I would often get asked, well, how were you able to do it? How are you able to grow your writing business? You know, what are the secrets and all of that kind of stuff? So mm-hmm. I decided to just package it into one program, which is Write for Profit, and share everything that I know about building a successful writing business. And so that's where that came from. Nice, nice. Um, I love it. And so what prompted you? Like, why freelance writing? Like, why, how, why is it, how did that come to you? Were you just looking up, like, some of the best, like, side hustles? Like, what, like, prompted you to choose freelance writing? So I've always been a good writer. It's just, mm-hmm. like, a natural talent for me. I've tried many different businesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. One, back when um, – so I went back to school. I got my master's degree in uh, school administration because I wanted to be a school principal. And so mm-hmm. I decided to write a book on education just to kind of, like, build my expertise in the, in the, in the field. And it was mm-hmm. called Eight Steps to Help At-Risk Students Succeed. I wrote that book in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I kind of got a little bit of a taste of how I could make money as a writer um, mm-hmm. just by selling my book. Um, but I knew that wasn't going to be, like, substantial money, but I kind of got, a, you know, a glimpse of how that could be. And then Mm -hmm. later on, I started a business as a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. working with businesses, and I found that a lot of businesses needed writing tasks. And I Mm -hmm. found that um, I was kind of like a general virtual assistant. I did all types of stuff, email, organization, and just, you know, like graphic design things. Um, But I found that I really, really, really loved the writing tasks that Mm -hmm. I was taking on. And so I, I was doing research. Um, into writing, making money as a writing, as a writer, freelance writing, things like that. And I found that if I position myself differently, I could make more money. If I position myself as a what I call myself, which is a content marketing writer, mm-hmm. as opposed to a virtual assistant. Virtual assistant, you might get paid twenty five, thirty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. but as a content marketing writer, I could get paid three hundred dollars for two hours of work. So I was able oh, wow. to just basically reposition myself. Mm-hmm. and really go out there full force as a content marketing writer instead of saying, well, I'm a virtual assistant and I do writing tasks for businesses along with all of these other things. Um, mm-hmm. So I really just kind of became an expert in writing. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that you were able to, you know, not even go for the money. You probably didn't realize how much it would have been. But I love yeah. that you basically went for what you wanted and enjoyed, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. you put that first, and then you saw, like, the, then you went and said, okay, what's the best way that I could, you know, you can monetize? One of the things that I teach in my for-profit is picking a writing niche. Um, mm-hmm. And what I teach is that you can either pick something that you like. So let's say you have an interest in travel. You can decide to be a travel writer. Um, Mm -hmm. or you can choose something that you're very familiar with. Like if you know all about, you know, you're a parent and you know all about, I don't know, just parenting stuff. You can choose Mm -hmm. to be a writer for parenting blogs or companies that um, cater to parents. Or let's say you have a background in HR and you've been an HR, you know, a person in the HR industry for five years. You can say, well, I'm going to be a writer for HR publications and companies. Mm. So that's how, like, you can easily, even as a writer – you can say, well, I want to write about this kind of thing, or I want to write about this type of thing. Like personal mm-hmm. finance is like one of my favorite things to learn about, and I do mm-hmm. a lot of personal finance writing 
for like mm. credit unions. I do like writing for like accountants and bookkeepers and just anything related to money. I love to write about. So mm-hmm. even within writing, there are so many different ways that you can niche down and like carve out an area for yourself. Mm-hmm. I have one client who went through Write for Profit and he um, has a background in mental health. He's like a qualified mental health professional or mm-hmm. whatever that is. And so he mm-hmm. chose as a as a black male to come out as a writer who does a lot of work for um, about like the black mental health perspective mm-hmm. for companies and things like that. So you can easily take like your interests, your background and make a niche for yourself as a writer. So I think that's another cool thing about um, doing writing. Yeah, I agree. All right. Nice. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. Um, and so what do you feel like were some of your challenges when you were starting up like your business? I think um, one of my challenges was basically time management, which mm-hmm. I know is a common one because at the time I was um, working full time as a teacher. I had my daughter and now I'm also trying to add in this business and grow this business. And so um, I was spending a lot of my off time when I wasn't being a parent and I wasn't working my job, um, working on my business. And so it's kind of dealing with that, still having to find a balance and not just work, parent, work, work, parent, work, like every day. But mm-hmm. I felt like that kind of became my, um, my like life for a while where I was just working, being a mom and then working on my business. And so that was a challenge in just kind of figuring out how I could get those highest paying jobs so that I could spend less time working on my business. Nice, nice. That's amazing that you, like, identified that early on instead of, like, mm-hmm. some people, they don't like people where they lag, you know? And think, yeah, yeah. This is my only way, you know? So that's amazing that you, like, took that initiative early on to yeah. do that. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Um, and that goes into my next question. What are, like, some of your tips? So one in life, one in business, and one when it comes to freelance writing. Um, so in life, I would say never be afraid to change or pivot. Like, I was on one path in my life. I went to school. I got my bachelor's degree. I became a teacher. I went and got my master's degree on the, you know, journey to become a school principal. I was taking on administrative positions. I was coordinating things in school, like building this full resume, um, you know, on this journey to become a school, you know, assistant principal than a principal. And I decided to give up that whole life mm-hmm. to write. And it sounded crazy at the time. And it was like, well, how are you going to do this? And, you know, you've already invested four years in your degree, six years in the classroom, and another year getting your master's degree, like, why do you want to throw away that, like, 11 years of investment to go be a writer? Um, You know, you have a mortgage, you have a child, you have a blah, 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 and still, I decided to make a major change, and I'm happier than I was then, and I'm happier than I'm sure I would have been if I continued on that path and actually became an assistant principal and eventually Mm. became a school principal. So I would say, like, don't be afraid to change. I know sometimes people say, you know, if you start something, you have to finish it. You don't have to finish it. Yeah. Like, if you realize it's not working for you, if your goals change, because who I was when I was 18, 19 years old and I decided to become a teacher and who I was at 22 when I started teaching and who I was at 25 when I got my master's degree, like, 
you just, you change and you evolve over time. I eventually realized that wasn't the goal for my life anymore. And so you don't have to stay tied down to those decisions that you made, you know, a year ago, six months ago, or even last week if you don't want to. So that would be my major, like, life tip. I think for freelance writing, oh, picking one, I would say to really just be consistent in whatever it is that you choose to do. So if you pick one niche, stick with that niche for, like, be I say dominate your niche in whatever it is. So if you want to be a copywriter for photographers, then be the best photographer copywriter. Or if you want to be a, you know, a blogger for credit unions and banks, then be the best blogger for credit unions and banks. Like whatever your niche is, whatever you choose to um, focus on, like just focus on it hardcore and go for it 100% and just stick with it for a period. Um, and then over time, you can choose, like I said before, you can always um, you can always pivot and change, but try to, like, pick your niche, try to dominate it at the beginning because it's going to make it easier. I think that sometimes as a freelance writer, um, people tend to say, well, I want to write about everything because I can get more clients that way. If I say that I can write, you know, everything from emails to website copy to blog posts to social media to white papers to case studies, and I can do that for a law firm, law firm or medical practice or a daycare center or a, you know, on and on and on, you kind of just, you're too all over the place. So picking mm-hmm. one area and one niche can really help you become an expert in what you do. That was my writing tip. And then in business, I would probably say to really identify what type of business you want to have. There are some people who are okay with, um, and I guess build a business around like what you want for your life. So if you already know you're working a nine to five, you already know you're super busy, well then think about how much money you want to make and how much time you even have to devote to that business. So don't build a business that requires 40 hours a week when you only have 10 hours a week to work on your business. Like, then build a business that you can be successful working 10 hours a week because there are businesses where you can make good money working 10 hours a week. Then you need to build that type of business. Um, so it's just thinking about your current lifestyle, what your goals are, what you need financially, and how much time you have available to achieve those goals. So I would just factor all of that into your business as you're building it and as you're growing it. And if you realize that you have a business that requires more of you than you have to offer, then you might want to pivot that business. That could be raise your rate. That could be, you know, change the structure of the type of offerings you have, you know, whatever it might be. But just make sure that your business matches what you have available to give to it. Mm, I love all of those. Those are really, really great. Awesome. <laughs> and it goes, like, hand-in-hand with being very intentional. I feel like that's yeah. what I got from all three of those tips because um trust me i'm i'm even going through it where i have to it's like you have to almost <laughs> review and evaluate where you're at like every week i feel this oh for sure see what makes sense you know like yeah what like you said what fits with like your lifestyle and if you you know do feel like it's off like i know for me right now i need to get 
a, a coach that's more of like a serial entrepreneur, like a creative mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, just to like have that lens. Like that's mm-hmm. what I need to help, you know, we yeah. gather guys a bit differently. But, yeah, yeah. you know, we don't take time to sometimes evaluate and get more intentional. Then it's like you're just in it, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Also, I was going to ask you, what was, like, your tips in, like, like basically, I would say, like, pitching as far as, like, for an assignment and get in booking, like, a writing, like, assignment? So, case. I would I would say, first of all, look at your – so, this is part of, like, my profit process. I'm just going to quickly explain what that is because mm-hmm. they are, like – I consider them, like, building blocks. Like, you have to start here so that mm-hmm. by the time you get to pitching, you, like, develop this foundation. So. Mm-hmm. My profit process, I start with P, which is pick your goals. So what are your goals for your business? How much money do you want to make? Do you want to be full-time, part-time? And how many hours do you have to devote to your business? That's like the foundation of everything that you do in your freelance writing business. And then it's picking your niche. So like I mentioned earlier, what niche do you want for your business? And then building a portfolio based specifically on that niche. So if you want to write social media copy and you want to be the best social media copy person, then make sure you have a portfolio with great social media pieces. Or if you want to be a blogger, make sure you have great blogging pieces. If you want to be a website, like sales page writer, make sure you have great sales page copy. If you want to write for, um, in, the law, in the law field, make sure you have great legal writing. So whatever it is, you build a portfolio with at least three really good quality pieces. And then you go to optimizing your online presence. So that is... Um, looking at, like, your LinkedIn page. LinkedIn is gold for writers. That is having a writer's website. It could be, like, a simple one-page um, a simple one page website or just something that's showcasing your portfolio or whatever it is that shows a little bit about yourself, what's your niche, how people can reach out to you, et cetera. And then it's going on to finding clients and pitching to them. So you don't want to find clients and pitch them until you have a good portfolio pieces, until you have a niche, until you even know um, – um, until you have, like, your website and everything together, then mm-hmm. you go on to pitch to clients. So my biggest tip actually in pitching is to not just pitch once. Most of the people who I've pitched to or many of the people I've pitched to, I did not sign a contract and get a paid invoice until I followed up with them at least two times. So I sent the pitch, and I followed up twice. So it might be a three-month mm-hmm. period. It's like a three-month investment that I'm making in trying to get this client, but at that third month, they say, okay, I'm ready. Because business owners, you think about it. When you're pitching, um, and this is unless it is like on Upwork or Fiverr where they're specifically looking for people or, you know, they're specifically looking for someone. But this is if you're cold pitching to a company, um, which is a lot of what my business is based on is sending cold pitches to companies. Um, You know, you're popping into their email address. They didn't ask for you. They didn't call for you. (laughs) You know, they're not like, hey, I need a writer. So you want to realize that they get busy, things come up, and that you just want to follow up because the money is in the follow-up. But in pitching in general, whether you're pitching cold audiences, warm audiences, it's to make sure that your pitch is about what you have to offer, not just about you. So it's not just, I'm I'm Kiana, and I'm this great writer, and I've written for all these people, and I'm the best person ever, you know? But Mm -hmm. it's about... This is how my skills and my services can support you in your business because they're not hiring because they are like your fan. They're hiring because they have a need and they mm. want to be who's going to be able to fulfill that need. 
So definitely make sure that you're approaching it from that angle. And also, you want to think about who your audience is because you're not going to pitch to a corporation like a major Fortune 500 corporation or whatever in the same way that you're going to pitch to a publication like Essence Magazine or whatever, in the same way that you're going to pitch to a small accounting firm, in the same way that you're going to pitch to, like, a nonprofit. So you want to make sure that you are thinking about who your audience is, who are the decision makers in that company, and um, what's the best way to approach them. And, I mean, I feel like I could talk about that all day, but those are just a few tips. Awesome. I love those. I love those. And what was the uh, acronym for that? Profit. Um, Profit. Oh, I didn't go through the whole thing. So I went through pick your – that pick your um, goals, refine your niche, which is picking your niche and your writing portfolio. Then it was optimizing your online presence. F was finding your ideal clients or finding quality clients. I is implementing onboarding and like having discovery calls, sending out your contract invoices, like all of that stuff. And then the T in profit is tuning up your delivery system um, and your tools. So like mm-hmm. what tools are you using for your business? How are you keeping your company organized? How are you organizing your client work and, you know, their contracts and all that kind of stuff. So that's the full profit process. Nice. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's so clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and straight to the point. That's what I said. Yes, that, see, no, your journey was your journey because you went through being an educator. That is important. Like, because yeah. look at what we're doing right now with businesses. The main way to even build your business and your brands and have products is through educating. So, yes, for sure. hey, you're, you you definitely like, went through <laughs> the right journey. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, um, also, i like to know what was, as far as, like, like, I know it was, like, freelance writing. It's not probably that much startup cost. But yeah. what was, like, your process like when it came to funding your business or maybe even, like, creating new products and things like that? Like, what was that like for you? So startup costs. When I first, first got started, I created a free website on Wix. Um, and I didn't even care that it had, like, the, you know, this is a Wix website. I don't even think I had a domain. Like, it wasn't even cleanadark.com. Um what else? I had my email that I set up. I did get a G Suite email that was like $5 a month just so that it was. No, I didn't have that at all at first either. I'm thinking of when I first, first started. <laughs> I didn't have that either. I had a Gmail email. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a free um, scheduling software. I used Acuity when I first mm-hmm. got started and Acuity was free. Mm-hmm. And then I sent out contracts using HelloSign, which gave you three free contracts per month. Yeah. Um, and I used PayPal. So I didn't have any startup costs getting started. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't invest in anything until I started making money. Okay. And so that's okay. the good thing to know. Like like you said, writing doesn't have high overhead, um, which is another thing that I love. But over time, I've built up, and now I have some expenses that have helped me with my writing business, just to, you know, be more organized and more professional and things like that. Um, so good thing okay. that you can start with nothing. Yeah, I like that too. And I like that you pointed out and some of our other guests say that too, where they like basically use the, the starting um, like revenue or profit mm-hmm. data, like to reinvest into their organizations or businesses. Because yeah. um, I hope, you know, that's the scaling and that's what, you know, what you should do if you want to build it out. 
Um, so, yeah, that's great to know. Great to oh, know. Well, let me note one mm-hmm. thing. The thing that I did invest in was learning. Mm-hmm. Um, learning, I didn't invest in a, in a coaching program um, that helped me to change my mindset about pricing my services. And I invested in different books and, like, mini courses and things like that because I was really serious about making my writing business successful. So that is what I chose to invest in instead of, like, my website and different things like that, hiring a designer, all those types of things. So that is something I did invest in. Mm, That's important, research and development. Yes. And that is, like, ongoing. Awesome. And um, tell us, like, what is, like, your inspiration, like, in life? My inspiration is, I think the general, like, one word inspiration is freedom. Like, I want Mm. to live a life where I feel free. Freedom in terms of being able to make the decisions that I want when I want to make them. Um, Freedom to be able to take my daughter on vacation when I want to, like, obviously, you know, when the world saves you, all those things. Um, Freedom to homeschool my daughter instead of sending her to school because I want to homeschool her instead. Freedom to um, be able to pay my bills on time or early like that's a that's a form of freedom like I want the freedom to be able to pay off debt the freedom to be able to wake up at 9 a.m um instead of waking up at 7 to go into an office I want the freedom to be able to take a nap in the middle of the day the freedom to be able to do x y and z so my whole life and my whole like purpose well maybe not my purpose but my whole life's mission is to have a life that I love that's built on a foundation of having freedom. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes into, like, even becoming an entrepreneur. It's, like, mm-hmm. putting in that work <laughs> Yeah. so you can, like, reap that because that is that is the ultimate goal, you know? Yeah. And having that. Awesome. I love that. Um, that's one of my top ones as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time. Mm, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I have what I call it what we're maven. Um, so it's all about having your own brand, um, building it, and it's also about giving outside of yourself. So mm-hmm. how do you feel like you give back or what are some things that you intend to do with giving back? So what in relation to, like, my business or just in general? It could be both, whether it's, like, in your business or what you do, like, personally, if there's certain, like, causes or, like, certain causes or initiatives that you like to get back to. Okay. So I have both. I think that for business, what I would like to do is get to a place where I'm sponsoring people to join Right for Profit um, for free because there are a lot of people who would love to be able to utilize the skill, but they just don't know where to go or what to do. And this would, I would specifically love to help people who are currently in a, like a financial bind or a financial struggle, but they have Mm. the desire to, you know, be successful in a business. And so Mm -hmm. they could go into writing to do so. And then I could sponsor their ability to go through the program and learn what they need to know to be able to launch their own business, whether they want to use it as you know, extra money to be able to make sure they can pay their bills on time or, you know, to prepare to buy a house and, like, have a down payment or whatever it might be. But just to have different people apply to, to um, you know, get the sponsorship and then me be able to give out a certain number throughout the year. So that's something I would love to be able to do. 
And nice. then I do have these personal, you know, like personal, um, personal ones. One for me, which is a huge, is sex trafficking. That's like, it touches mm. my heart in such a way um, because I know it impacts so many people who are being trafficked. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a way that I'm doing it right now, but I definitely want to find a way to like give back and connect with organizations who are doing the work in the sex trafficking industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And then also the education of um, black and brown children is a big yeah. one for me. When I taught, I always taught in schools where it was the majority black and Hispanic population. Um, so that that's when I felt like I was really like giving back and doing something. Um, so I want to get back to figuring out how I can still give back, um, just not from the classroom. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's awesome. 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 I feel like, um, you know, with the human sex trafficking, I will tell you there's, I'm really, I've definitely been more, I was definitely the top initiative too I've been into. Um, there's an organization mm-hmm. called Love 146, mm-hmm. um, and they help survivors of human sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Whether they're like young, um, like teens or adults, they have like they help them get like into safe houses and everything. Yeah. So that's like a good one to check out. Awesome. And so I have my last question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have what I call a rise, shine, and grind song. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a song where, excuse me, it's a song where if I'm not feeling up to it to get anything done, I just you know want to lay in bed. Um, it's a song that gets me going. So mine's is Diva by Beyonce. Okay. So whenever I hear that song, it's like, all right, it's go time. It's go time. So yeah. <laughs> I like to know what is your ride, shine, and grind song? Oh my gosh. I I don't so I don't have like one in particular, but one that pops in my mind is Huff Heart. I think it's by like Ace Yep, Ace Hood. Ace Hood. <laughs> I love that song. So that's, that's on my playlist. Like, that's on the same playlist with Diva. That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that pops in my mind. It's one of them. Okay. Yeah, that one. Actually, one of our guests, like the first guest we had, um, she had Hustle Heart, too. Okay. That song, yeah. like, yeah, it, it, it gets you going. It's like, yeah. you know, I got to get it out here. Like, it's just on me, you know? Yeah. If I don't do it, who will? Yeah, that one, exactly. That one goes in. That one goes hard. Yep, yep, yep. All right. <laughs> but awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Queenna. This was a great interview. Um, I'm so excited that we got to learn some insight and get to get a peek into all that you do. Um, yeah. I definitely want you to let our listeners know if they're interested in right for profit and learning more about you and connecting, like how best they can reach out to you. So the best way to reach me is on Instagram. My Instagram is Kiana A. Darden. Um, and then all the information will be in the link that's in my bio. So information about Right for Profit. I have a number of free resources, including um, a case study that specifically highlights how I was able to earn over 50K from three clients as a freelance writer, just kind of walking you through my process. And then I also have a freelance writing business toolkit that walks you through, like, over 20 questions you need to ask yourself as you get started with your writing business, just kind of like a, a plan or a guide to help you get started with your writing business, um, and then information writing for profit and just different things like that. So that's the best way to get in contact with me is Instagram. You can DM me if you have any specific questions or anything like that. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. For sure. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned a great deal from Kuyana. If you're interested in a right for profit program, please, please, please sign up. She is starting up her new cohort. If you like this episode of the podcast, please be sure to like, share, and please subscribe. Also, you can follow us at Rare Maven Media. And for now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?